0: And welcome to the 70th episode of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Brandon Schowan. And joining me tonight, we have Mark Nadu and Ash Collins. Ash, how's everything going this evening? Cold. Cold. (laughs) And how about you, Mark? How's everything going in Canada? Uh, Swimmingly. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. All right. So, just a reminder... You can interact with us in a few different ways. You can find us on Twitter, at Cinefessions. You can email us at contact at I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just for the listeners. This is the third time we're recording this intro, so uh, I apologize for my laughter there, but uh, finally, you can also leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at 1302448talk. That's 13024488255. We love comments, questions, corrections, concerns, whatever. So please reach out to us using one of those services. You can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Cinefashions and check out our long list of past reviews <laughs> and all the previous sixty-nine podcast episodes. Are you gonna be okay? at I I'm, I just I I'm can't so, stop laughing and I'm I apologize. So I,
1: I'm tickling him right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my big toe. Oh
0: my god. So this week we start a uh, brand new Home Invasion arc with a review of Them from 2006. And just so everyone is aware, we uh, are going to not release a podcast next week because uh, there is Thanksgiving here in the States. So no podcast on Friday, November 25th. Instead, we will be back with a review of Inside from 2007 on Friday, December 2nd. So, we are proud to tell you that this episode of the Cinefessions podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial, so all of our Cinefessions listeners get an opportunity to check out their services. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, your Android, or your Kindle devices, so head on over to audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions to get your free audiobook. That's audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions.
1: Yeah. A mouthful. And, uh, yeah. And now that you're able to uh, spit those words out, I got some <laughs> words for you here. Uh, apparently now that we've got uh, more episodes under our belt, uh, more people taking notice of the podcast, not just as an entertainment, um, break, but as well as a vi- viable advertising plug. Oh, uh, yeah. So I got, yeah. So I got some copy for a regional business in my area. I thought uh, we'd uh, give it a shot here. Um, So now, now you know that Canada has one of the largest land masses in the world, but we have a small population for such a large amount of land. Sure, we have large cities, some that rival some of the largest in the U.S., but there are many rural towns, and some of them are quite small. The peoples in these towns don't have access to all of these services that us cities granted, like going out to the movies. Let's say you're married with you and the wife need a night out and you are going to the movies, but due to where you live, you're unable to get a sitter at a moment's notice. Well, let me introduce you to Dem babysitters. Dem Babysitter is a new service that specializes in getting sitters in rural areas that uh, may not always be available. So how do you get in touch with them? you're asking? Well, let me tell you this. You download their app on your smartphone, you enter your details and voila. Them Babysitter pinpoints your location on their map and finds you the closest sitter in your area. It's like the Uber for babysitting. Them Babysitters also gives you the chance to video chat with the sitter so you can get a feel for them before they watch your kids. How great is that? Easy access to sitters so you can go to the movies, restaurant, or party at your leisure. And if an emergency comes up, you've always got a friend with Them Babysitters. Affordable rates, great service, and wonderful staff. So go on, relax, enjoy your night. Don't worry about your kids because we're watching them. That's
0: fantastic. Thank you for that, Mark. And uh, thank you to them, Babysitting Services. We appreciate you uh, you know, taking some time on our podcast here.
1: Yeah, hopefully they become a partner in the future.
0: Absolutely. All right. So with uh, the, the bills paid, let's move over to our weeks in media. So Ash, what the hell have you been doing this past week?
2: Well, uh, let's see. I watched more of um, Moribito. I'm still watching that. And, uh, and Durarara. Um, <laughs> um I movie. ended up uh, re watching Gross Point Blank <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Um, love that movie. Uh, if you need a dark romantic comedy, that would be it. Um, <laughs> I started watching The Crown, which was described to me as the um British version of the West Wing um it's not nearly as witty as the West Wing um okay. and it's a little dry and slow but it does kind of you know it gives you an idea of you know a little bit of the inside of the royal side of the politics and stuff like that which is kind of interesting and it start and it follows um the current queen uh like where she when she got married and up through present day, I guess is eventually where they're gonna go with it, but they're still I think the first season's just in the like fifties um so I've only got like three episodes in, so I can't give like you know oh, this is fantastic visually, it looks great uh, the actors are fantastic um, it's just a little slow um it just doesn't quite have the charm that West Wing did um I watched a movie called Convergence um which uh is about a guy who's caught in a bomb blast and ends up in this uh weird hospital where everybody seems to be out of time and he's trying to figure things out um it's kind of a neat movie um it's kind of all over the place a little bit with the acting uh uh it's it's interesting it's different a little bit <laughs> Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, it's worth it if you're looking for like a supernatural thriller. Um, and that was called Convergence. Yes.
0: Awesome. Very good.
2: And the other one I watched was Satanic, uh, which Sounds promising. Uh, it sounded promising, but uh, um. Okay, so these four college kids like end up going on a detour to tour true crime scenes in LA and oh, end up that's come... sounds fucking amazing already. Well, yeah, it, it, it kind of is kind of not. Um, And then they end up coming across supposedly satanic cult and they end up befriending this one girl who ends up being a total whack job. Um, But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's interesting as far as that goes, it wasn't quite what I expected. It's, it's definitely lower budget but i like the visuals aren't bad it's just you you can tell they didn't have a lot of money when they made it uh type of thing or at least it feels like they didn't have a lot of money when they made it <laughs> 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 um but uh i i didn't really like any of the characters um that didn't help but i mean, it was it was okay i i didn't i didn't hate it but i didn't love it either so
0: yeah hmm and I did. I went to speaking of true crime in LA, I went to the um, uh, Museum of Death in Los Angeles, and that's an experience I'll never forget. LA has such a rich history, if you want to call it that, of, of horrific true crime stories, and this uh, Museum of Death kind of highlights it. And it's uh, it's an experience you will never forget. Definitely not for the weak hearted. If you are ever in the LA area, I definitely recommend it though for those. That might find that interesting. Okay, but anyway,
2: <laughs> uh, and that was pretty much it. I got about halfway through Batman Killing Joke, and uh,
0: yeah, it's just yeah, not very great. Yeah, Mediocre. It bad thing. Yeah.
1: It, I, since when did Bruce Wayne bang Batgirl in the comics? That never
2: happened. Um, he he never really did like he and Barbara never hooked up in the comics. They're basically because Bruce Timm did the killing joke, they wanted to carry over where Barbara was infatuated with Bruce in the animated series. Okay. Uh and in the animated series Batman Beyond, they did hook up because she's they ended up breaking up because she's pissed at him in Batman Beyond. Um but uh I don't know. I like the whole opening sequence with Batgirl was supposed to like give credence to her and you know make it so that she wasn't just like uh fridged, and I just that failed miserably for me. But you know if, know, if they
1: wanted to give her credence, just ever seeing four, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. wow, that was what? terrible! <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. No, it just it, it feels tacked on. Like I literally like that whole sequence, you can cut the entire Batgirl sequence so far from what I can tell and just start where Batman goes in to talk to Bullock uh at this one point in the movie and then it and go from there and in you can basically ignore the front half. And I don't know, I think it would have worked better if they'd tried to incorporate it more. Uh, into the storyline, give it some weight. As it is, it didn't really do much. I don't know. It just it bugged me. I, I haven't finished it yet. I, I'm I'm expecting Mark Hamill's Joker to be fantastic, but I, I'm not thrilled with it so far.
1: Yeah, yeah I didn't movie even movies. mind the, the fact... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just the thing with the, these animated uh, movies is that they're taking a really good story, but then they're stretching it out. And some of these would be better maybe in an anthology series. Um yeah, and I think that's why they padded it with, you know, the Barbara Bruce. Um, I, I, di- I just, you know, I just don't think some of these stories as highly regarded as they are, are made for a full length. Yeah. yeah. I don't,
0: the reason, you know, they they say they added because they wanted to give her character, like you were saying, her character more weight, which fine. Uh, her character is just a pawn in the graphic novel. Uh, so they wanted her to be more important here. But I, I don't know that they succeed on that at all. Um I but I again I didn't I think I may have talked about this in the podcast but I didn't mind them hooking up whatever people hook up fine but was it necessary probably not um but the problem is it's just the killing joke is overrated as it comes like it's it's a it's a fine graphic novel and they made a fine movie adaptation of it like it's not great it's nothing I don't know nothing earth-shattering to me mm-hmm. in either form and so I think they they didn't do it any better and they didn't do it any worse in the uh, the movie adaptation. But that's yeah,
2: just so my far opinion,
0: which is I've, obviously in the minority.
2: Yeah. Well, so far from what I've seen, they probably have a better Joker story in Mask of the Phantasm or any number oh, okay. of the Joker animated episodes. You know, it's mm-hmm. just I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, it's just a one take on the Joker's backstory.
2: Yeah, and that's basically. Pretty and much it yeah I don't know I, I mean I've read parts of the graphic novel I've never actually sat down and read it because it was just like uh, and even even more thinks it's not his nearly his best work <laughs> yeah. so you know it is
1: it really,
0: really short though I will I, it's like I want to say like two issue length like it's it's really short yeah, yeah. but anyway uh, so um, yeah is that was that your concluding of your week in media
2: yeah yeah pretty much
0: perfect yeah Um. I'll go next. So uh, my wife and I we watched um, Drop Dead Fred okay. on Friday, which is like one of her favorite movies ever. Have you guys seen this one?
1: I haven't seen it like, since I was when I was like, twelve.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I used to watch it when I was uh, as a kid, and I remember uh, for some reason it, it scared the living hell out of me as a kid. And yes, yes, I was a giant wimp as a child, no doubt about it. But for some reason, that, it scared that me. Changed? But Oh, sorry.
2: I didn't say that. that. I'm sorry. I meant to think that, not say it. Sorry. I
1: am
2: for promotion. Oh man! But
0: obviously, now while I'm watching it, I see that you know I was being dumb. But I also realized that I probably shouldn't have been watching this as when I was watching, as young as I was. Remember Mm -hmm. watching it? Um, it's it's got a quite a bit more adult content than i realized and th- i i have realized for the first time in this viewing that the main character she literally has a drug overdose at one point they don't play it as something like that but that's what it is and um i don't know it's it's a, it's a good film um i used to think it was a good kids movie but i'm not i don't know that i'd show my kids this movie until they i think they're a little bit older but would you say pbd <laughs> oh yeah yeah definitely um, but yeah, I mean, this is still, a, it's just a stupid comedy, but it makes me laugh. So there's that. Um, I, I got tired of, uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, I'm just, I'm not a fan of fighting robots and eventually you run into these big robots with even bigger shields and the game, it just lost all its fun for me. So I just stopped playing it and, uh, I don't really see myself coming back to it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I rented it so a good thing I didn't spend too much money on actually was a free rental when I rented it. But then I got a phone call today. I thought the thing was due back today It was actually due back Monday. So now I'm late. Um, But I'm just, so I'm in other words, I'm just going to keep it until Saturday where I'm just paying for another five days. Um, And so I might, I brought it back into the house for my car. So I might uh, give it another shot, but I don't know. I, I I just, I really enjoyed the black ops series over this. And uh, so I'll probably just wait for the next one of those. But um, yeah, Uh, Chris and I, old podcasting partner. Uh, we actually played Left 4 Dead over the weekend, and uh, that was a lot of fun. We made it through one of the four, I guess they're like four f- mini films that are in the game or whatever.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and so we played through one of them before my family showed up and I we had to stop. But uh, the, I mean, Left 4 Dead is just, it's crazy chaotic, but it's a ton of fun. Um, I picked it up again recently because Chris said that he really liked the game, so I figured I would, you know, grab it and they'd be fun to play together. I thought they'd be a lot cheaper than they were, um, but I actually got lucky and got both of them for about 20, 20 bucks when they're selling for about 30 bucks each at GameStop so
2: Oh you were getting um, you were getting the Xbox versions weren't you? Yes. Uh I was going to say the Steam versions are cheap as hell.
0: Yeah, I actually own the Steam version. Yeah. I paid like a dollar for it or something ridiculous yeah. in a sale. Yeah. yeah, but um yeah, so we're going to try to beat the rest of those three mo- other three movies pretty soon. Um and here's my I I, I have I have no Fucking idea why, but I keep going back to WWE 2K16. Yeah, I,
1: don't I mean, know why you do either?
0: I know <laughs> I hate the game, and I'm like exactly. And then I keep complaining about it, but it's like fuck. Like, I don't know. I just like, I keep going back to it. Did you see? Yeah, every time I see you,
1: oh, <laughs> this is like your. Root. I
0: use the hashtag so you can mute it.
1: Yeah, it's it's so it's so weird that you're playing this game. <laughs> it, gives you, it gives you pain. I don't know. You're a I this. know.
2: It's like every time you tweet about it, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Leave alone. <laughs> if you keep picking at it, it's never going to heal. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> oh, But I finally won my first match after about a thousand attempts the other day. So that was exciting. And then I lost like four more. Against Kalisto? Did you
1: win against
0: and then Kalisto? I won another one. Who did I beat first? Was it Kalisto? I don't remember. I was fighting Kalisto at one point. I don't know if that's who I beat or not. No, I think Kalisto beat me. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Who the hell did I? Oh, um, no, I wasn't. I thought it was Baron. I think it might have been Baron Corbin. And then I beat one of the guy. Um, which one? One of like the the vaude villains.
1: Okay, is it Gotch? Was it Seven? Yeah, gotch? yeah,
0: yes, it was. But yeah, so you know, if I was smart, I would just retire right now, <laughs> going out a winner. And then just delete the game and be done with it. But God knows I'm an absolute dumbass, so I'm sure I'm going to continue to turn it on when I'm bored and just hope that I don't destroy any Xbox One uh, controllers in the process.
1: You know, it's good that you're playing this right now because apparently the K- 2K17 is glitchy as fuck. Oh, really? So, yeah, I've read online a lot of glitches, a lot of frustrations. So yeah, oh, um, fuck that. At least you're not buying a new game for the same type of frustrations. Stick to a yeah, exactly.
0: If yeah, the only, I mean, this free game free. was free with Games with Gold, so I can't complain too terribly much.
1: Oh, it was a free game. Yeah. I, I Games with Gold. Retail
0: mine. Yeah, fuck that. Okay. I bought I bought it. I rented it, thought I liked it, because I was just, like, downloading shit and was trying to create my own universe. And so I was like, well, fuck, I'm just going to buy it. I bought it and then realized, wow, this game sucks ass. And so I returned it. I only I only lost, like, five bucks on it because I had, like, a trade-in deal or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't too big of a loss. But then it was, it was really an fun. Xbox Games with Gold free game. so. Oh, well, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Yep. So uh, last but not least, last thing I'll talk about. Um, I also picked up earlier today, uh, finally, the Star Wars The Force Awakens 3D Blu-ray. Um, I waited on it previously, which we talked about on the podcast, because I, I hoped that they would release this 3D version, and they finally did yesterday. So my patience paid off. Good for me. Pat myself oh, on the back.
1: How much was it? Um,
0: what Would you say?
1: How much was it? Uh $30. Yeah, it's $35 Canadian for the 3D. Yeah. Version. I'm like, I'm not paying 35 bucks for a I already own. So right. i don't think my uh my Russian friend has a new supplier so I can get it cheaper <laughs> or I'm going to get it uh, down the line, but I'm not paying full retail for something i already. I'm not paying 35 If I'm not going to pay $35 for Ghostbusters, I'm not going to pay 35 for for something I already have. Even though exactly. I can't want it, but you know, I got to be, I got to be, I can't do it. I just can't.
0: Yeah. If I, if I, had bought it previously I wouldn't have paid 30 bucks for it, but I didn't and I've been wanting to re- I, like watch the film again for uh, quite a while now. Yeah. Uh and it has the it has the 3D, it has the 2D, it has the DVD which I never use and the ultraviolet HD digital copy. So I mean, it was definitely worth it and it's in a cool package and everything. So oh, that's cool. Um yeah. I also grabbed uh, Finding Dory the 3D combo pack. So I wanted the steelbook from Target, mm-hmm. but those fuckers didn't put it's not a 3D steelbook, it's just the Blu-ray 2D. And so I'm like, I'm not paying the same price for the steelbook without the 3D when I can get the 3D for the same price. Like, it's yeah. just, that's stupid to me. And so I said, fuck it, I'm just getting the 3D version. So, yeah, I grabbed both of those. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it for my week. So what about you, Mark?
1: Um, I, not do too much. Most of movies I watched at work, I'm working pretty much straight since quick mentions of a few genre films. Um, I watched the remake of Kevin Fever. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that was painful. Um, yeah? I didn't think there was a need for a remake to mm-hmm. begin with, because the film came out in 2003, um, and it's perfectly serviceable. It's only a yeah. plus old. This one, it's not a shot-for-shot shot remake, but it's it's beat-for-beat beat of the film. Um, so the acting uh, is more... The actors are, are worse. Um, the special effects are not an improvement, um, I thought they were weaker. Um, it's just disappointing. I'm assuming this was made because it's a tax write-off or some big wig in another country, because <laughs> there was really no need for this. It didn't improve on the original in any way, shape, or form. The only redeemable um thing I could take from it was uh the Officer Winston in this one is played by uh a girl and uh she piqued my curiosity just because she had this scar in her face. And it was just why she had a mm-hmm. scar? Um, I'm just trying to, uh, I should have pulled this up sooner here, who the actress was. Not somebody that I recognize, but I actually did like her, I guess, version. Of- um, okay, okay, so The okay. Evil Coming Fever was 2002. So the film is 14 years old. Yeah. Um, again, no need. But uh, yeah, Deputy Winston, it was Louise Linton, which her face looked familiar, but looking at her IMDb before. Okay. Um, but I thought she was kind of cool in this movie. Um weird like the officer was really really weird like the first one was but this one seemed a little odder just because it was a officer this time um and not a creepy uh, guy cop um so a bit of a uh, reversal there but apart from that there's no redeeming qualities see this i did it because i was just curious and i liked the original a lot but it's on netflix it didn't cost me anything so you know the only thing i lost was some time <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um apart from that uh <laughs> i watched next From 2007. The The Nick Cage Cage film? film. Yes. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. My wife loves it, but I haven't seen it. It is so fucking weird. Um, Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's like... So, Nick Cage, he's a a mentalist of some sort or a magician, a Vegas magician, but he can see two minutes in the future. So, (laughs) the FBI want to use his skills to have him help detect um, a (coughs) nuclear weapon that was lost but the so the russians have it so how he's connected to the russians i don't know but for some reason at the same time the russians are looking at him or they're looking for him because they think with his special powers that he would help lead the fbi but what nobody knows is that you have to it's two minutes in his future not everybody else's future so he doesn't know where the bomb is until much later um, but how the Russians know about this guy, I have no fucking clue. But w- what's – as crazy as says, that sounds, the, the craziest thing in the film is that his love interest in this movie is Jessica Beale. <laughs> oh, which, The way he looks in this movie with his, yeah. like, scraggly longer hair and his insecurities, mm-hmm. there's no way in fuck that Jessica Beale would <laughs> fall for him in a day. Like, within 24 hours – She's like, you know, running side by side with him and dodging bullets. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a weird film. I still kind of recommend it, though, because it's so fucking weird. Yeah. But it's not Nicolas Cage before he goes off the deep end. But it's like okay. at that line where, you know, he's still being recognized as Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> so it's just before he kind of goes into his, you know, his debt where he has to do all these roles to pay off the money he owes <laughs> to the IRS. Right. Um, like, yeah. So it, Julian Moore's in it as the FBI agent that's in charge to, in, in charge to tasked to get him flipped to the FBI. It's weird. Um, so yeah, this is borderline bad cage. It's kind of bad cage, but it's not super bad. It's not, uh, bad Lieutenant two port call bad, which is awesome, <laughs> but it's from a different story. Um, apart from that, I watched Frequency for the first time from 2000 with uh, Dennis. And it's funny, apparently there's a TV show called Frequency now, which is based off the film, which I had no idea about. Um, so this is the one where, you know, uh, dad is Nicolas Cage, or pardon me, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would that have been? But uh, uh-huh. so, uh, you know the guy who plays Jesus in the Mel Gibson Passion of the Christ film? Uh, Jim Casville he's in. Yeah. So he is the son of Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid died. He's a firefighter. He died in the fire. For some reason, because there's not rural borealis in the sky, they're able to communicate via like ham radio 30 years in the past. So it's kind of butterfly effect. So he tells his dad, don't, you know, don't go with your guts in this fire. You're going to die. If you go the other way, you're going to live. But then that causes his mom to die because he's happy that he's alive. But then he sees her at the at hospital, but she's treating a seal killer that nobody knows about yet. So because. <laughs> She di- he distracted her now the serial killer is alive and then goes after nurses it's weird um but i liked it and a bit of a tearjerker you know almost like uh it filled the dreams-ish because there's a baseball link to it all um cool. but yeah apparently it's a tv show so i don't know how that works if it's like yeah i'm a cop in the year 2030 and i'm a cop in the year 2016 we're gonna help each other you know i don't know <laughs> uh, but yeah so i watched that um apart from that um, I finished season 10 of Trailer Park Boys. It did not get any better. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Doug Benson, <laughs> and Tom Arnold show up at the end for three episodes. Oh, my God. And that's like, okay, now they've jumped the shark. You know, I know 10 seasons in, I'm like, wow, they haven't done that sooner. But it was bad. Uh, but, of course, now they've got Trailer Park Boys outside the trailer parks, So now they're in Europe. <laughs> and they're doing like a road rules type of challenge thing with <laughs> themselves. It's not good either, but I feel as a completionist, I got to watch them all. So, oh, no, yeah, um, but I did start. Um, I'm three episodes into Luke Cage. Have you guys watched Luke Cage? Yes. Yes. I yeah. love Luke Cage. Yeah. So I'm three episodes in. I'm already uh, debating if I wanted to pre-order the soundtrack on vinyl on Mondotees.com. Um, I, I'm 99% sure I will, or I'm 1%. I might give it to my girlfriend to buy it for me for Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the music's fantastic. The action is awesome. I'm really digging Luke Cage. I think again, three episodes in, I still got a ways to go, but I think it's probably the best Marvel property on Netflix. Oh, wow. I, think, yeah, I, I ranked of... it
2: up there pretty high. I, yeah, I yeah. like I did,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think Daredevil is ranked the least. Then again, I, man, I like, but mm. I didn't like Jessica Jones because it's almost like rips your hair out how frustrating this can be at, at sometimes. Um, but Luke Cage, it, it's it's a black exploitation. It is fucking cool, like it is badass. Um I'm loving it. I love the, the feel. Um, it makes me think of like movies like Superfly. And it's fantastic. So I, for for those who are late to the party like I am right now. Um, mm-hmm. watch it. And the reason why I'm late mm-hmm. is because we finally finished season 5 of Supernatural, which was a bit of a... Oh, fun. okay. Maybe I mentioned it last week. Don't remember. Um, uh, But yeah, I wasn't happy with the... Um, mm-hmm. Apart
0: from that, that's pretty much it. Alright, so let's move over to our review of the week. So again, we are starting our home invasion arc this week. And the first film on the docket is the 2006 film entitled Them. Also known as... Eels, Eels, ILS, yeah. Um, So as always, there will be spoilers for this film and they will be significant. So if you've not seen the film, definitely stop the podcast now, Uh, go check it out and then come back and hit play and enjoy our review of Them from 2006. So this film was written and directed by David Moreau and Xavier Pallad, or Pallad, however you say that. It has an IMDb score of 6.5 out of the currently 24,631 votes on IMDb. It has a Metacritic score of 60, a Tomato Meter of 61, and an audience score of 61%, which I think is the first time those numbers have been the same. I could not find the budget from the film on multiple websites. It wasn't listed, but it did gross $2.72 million worldwide. And I thought it was also interesting to note that it only grossed uh, $50,057 in the U.S. on the five screens it was shown on over five weeks back in September of 2007. So, I thought that was interesting to throw out there. So, what is uh, your history with them, Ash? Is this the first time you're seeing the film? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard about it previously or no? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Good. That's I'd like to hear. What about you, Mark?
1: Uh, first time watching it, but I was aware of it because uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the French Mm-hmm. Um, but you know this one, and uh, well, up until this past week. So now I just have the one more to what, watch.
0: What is the English translation of the other film you just mentioned? Uh, I guess. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Gotcha. Um, like, I love movies in France. Yeah, I-
0: yeah. You know, I've heard a ton about the movie, uh, and it's been like at the on my list of, to watch for a long time, uh, and I've just never actually sat down and watched it, and so that's why I decided that it had to be on our list and we just went in the year of uh order of release and so that's why it's our first film but yeah that's that's my history with it
1: as well yeah and, and so just to say uh, yeah for um i had a finite copy of the, uh the yeah these are hella expensive um but i know like for uh, you guys it went shutter services i could not um and I think the DVDs out of print, are so so high. I saw one list. Like, uh, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta find another. Yeah, that's uh, it, that's the, that's the only thing that uh, watch uh, or watch and listen. Um, it's, it's a bit of a. You might not be able to find it right away. Now, I didn't check any flea markets. Somebody would find them in the. U.
0: Yeah, and in in the states, it's available on Shutter, um, which you can actually, if you are a member of Amazon Prime, you can actually get a free seven day trial on Shutter. Oh, you uh, do of
2: Amazon Prime for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I just, just access to their website it through and I Amazon. Like, Start free trial. <laughs> yeah, <perfect.
1: laughs> and for some reason, it's not on the Canadian Shutter, which really sucks. The Canadian Shutter is lacking. Um, and I, I even tried getting a VPN, and for some reason, I'll get it with UK Shutter. So I'd say it to hmm. bill on all, of it. but uh, <laughs> yeah, for our American uh, listeners here, Shutter it would be right. You
0: know, I meant to look this up and completely forgot about it until I just read my first sentence here. So, in the very beginning of the film, it says that it is based on real events. Yeah. What is the the truth uh, of that? Is that... Is it really? What I saw... Or how? What I
1: found was that uh, apparently it's based on an Australian couple that got killed. So, it isn't based... In like this film is based in Romania, and it's not actually that um it says here the true story in which the film is based upon involved an an Austrian couple that was murdered by three teenagers in their vacation home in Romania. Oh, okay, I didn't read the whole uh, the whole sentence, so it's an okay. Austrian couple, not a French couple, and it doesn't give me uh, a link to the actual news article. it's just a tidbit, so this tribute could be also false, but that's the true story in quotations that it's based upon
0: and I know at the end of the film. It does talk about how the, you know, when the kids were caught, they were between the ages of like 10 and 15, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. Um, Frankly, I didn't, uh, I didn't take, I took the Based on Real Events with a Grain of Salt, uh,
1: as I when I first started watching it, and I'm sure it probably deserves that. Well, you can't have when it comes to horror films, you know. It's like, yeah. you know, look at the human centipede. Oh yeah, this is based off actual science. Yeah, is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: so the opening scene, we find uh, the this mother and her daughter driving down the road, and uh, I, I I like the setup to this whole thing. I think it's it's done really cool. Um, it it got me. Uh, the, the moment when the daughter realizes that she's not alone in the van, I thought was just perfect. I thought, damn, this is great. What a good way to start it. Um, I thought her reaction to the fact when she walks out in front of the van and sees that her mom is no longer there – I, if that was me in that situation, there's no reason for my mom to have taken off. Exactly. So what the fuck is going? I thought she was really subdued, and I were as I I feel like most people would have been freaking out in that situation. So that's like kind of the only, um, only thing I would have liked to have seen done differently in that. Um, but like when they say. When she's yelling "mom" or whatever the, she's saying "mom," but it's like "mama" or whatever, and the, the the them say it back to her yeah. from the woods, I thought was fucking great. I thought so. Um, what did you think of this opening scene?
1: Uh, yeah, I, pretty much. I was in the same boat as you were. Um, now with this arc, you know, unlike space horror and like you know the Rob Zombie films, these mm-hmm. are I wouldn't say based in reality, but could happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know the scariest monster uh, usually is man so exactly you know like these movies kind of put you on pins and needles because um in the back of your mind you're like oh this could happen to me what would I do in this situation you know um Mm -hmm. so the opening sequence you know and the thing is the girl was also being a a bit of a bit of a c-word to her mom you know um, oh,
0: absolutely. Uh, That's like the first thing I wrote That one I didn't use that <laughs> word, but like thing. Yeah, bitchy to her mother.
1: Yeah. Um, so obviously she got in trouble and mom picked her up and then the dad's like, oh, until I get home, you know. Um, right. And, and then, you know, as soon as they're in distress, you know, she had that moment of panic and then she kind of eased back into her ways until she realized she was alone. Yeah. And then the whole mama thing and then, you know, the mama. In the in the, in the in the woods <laughs> and then what I also liked was that i guess they had the mom's keys so they keep playing with the locks so she's right. trying to keep the door locked and they've got the auto lock on the, on the keychain <laughs> which i thought was fantastic and then them throwing mud at the windows while it's raining because of yes, course it's the rain, rain is really now. cool yeah yeah i love that um, i thought the opening sequence was just great and set the tone of the film absolutely I, and these french new waves don't you know they, they don't they don't candy candy coat their horror, you know. So you know this are going to be, even though the film isn't gory in any way, shape, or form, um, you know it's going to be brutal because half of it is mind games,
0: right? And yeah, yeah.
1: So like, I was all in right out the like opening scene.
0: What about you, Ash? What were your thoughts on the opening?
2: I liked the opening. Um, I actually really liked throughout the movie that we don't really see their faces or them. At all, almost. Mm-hmm. They're like a little shadow. Voices, sound. It adds a right. lot to it, especially in the, this opening sequence, which was great. I was, yeah, I was expecting her to be in the car because it's that's the logical next step. You know, yep. they're they're messing with her, and mm-hmm. one of them will be in the car. And uh, so I wasn't disappointed there. But the, uh, but yeah, the the use of sound was awesome
0: absolutely and and with the faces i mean that's uh, basically the entire twist of the film right is the fact that if you saw their faces you'd know they're kids which is kind of uh, what the the twist that the film is uh, relying on as it goes forward um so clementine what was her a- what was her name uh, the the char- actress, the actress. Uh, yeah the olivia actress. Bonamy. Yes. Bonamy. she's a very beautiful woman very beautiful and she did an excellent job i thought um see so the the i li- so uh i think one thing you have to have in a a film like this and this is something i'll talk about probably in more detail with the strangers um but you have to get to know these people mm-hmm. right because if we don't know them what, what the fuck do we care about if someone's after them um and i think they do a really good job with this here because there's only they don't spend too terribly much time on it. Mind you, the sh- the film's short. It's like 77 minutes or something. Yeah. But probably – they spend probably like 10, 10 minutes, 10, 15, 12 minutes where it's just the couple. And I really like the couple. Uh, they have really good chemistry together. Um, They – they're, I don't know, they're just young. They're, they're, they're fun to watch, even though they're not doing terribly, too terribly much. Um, you know, she's trying to get him to stop thinking, you know, to say that he's not thinking about work. She flashes him at one point. I mean, it's just a fun, they it's just the chemistry worked really well for me. Um, yeah, it did. For and I didn't, too. yeah, yeah, I didn't write down too much during that point because I was just watching, you know, there's not, wasn't too terribly much going on, but, um, so I think that them does that part of the film really well. The fact, the uh, the fact that we care about the characters, that I, I want to see these two people survive.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, you can tell that they are in a loving relationship, but there seems to be just mm-hmm. something a bit off. Like they're together, but I think they've gone through something. Um really? Yeah, within a relationship. You know, she she, she loves them but at the same time. I I feel a bit distant, like when they're watching TV. And she made a comment about, oh, I think she's cheating on him. I think backstory, reading through the lines, or reading between the lines, I think he cheated on her. And they're making a go at this, where they move to Romania, she gets a teaching job, he's going to write his book. And I think they're trying to build their life back together again. You know, between that, and then, you know, she goes to bed, but then she goes up to do some work, and then she takes a bath by herself. Um yeah, maybe that's just the way I in- interpreted the, the relationship. But I think there was a indiscretion in the past, and they're you know they're together. They're trying to make a go at it, but they're not hundred percent solid yet. That's what she talks to them about. You know, at the beginning, when she sees him for the first time that day after work, and you know he's playing video games instead of re- writing his book, and then she's like, "Well, you know, he, he stops writing." And she tells him, oh, so you're just, you're stopping now? Like, she sounded surprised like he isn't writing right now, you know? And he tells her, you know, she he's always writing, even now, even now, even now. I, I just think there's a there's a bit of a disconnect between both of them that are trying to repair. But again, I could be wrong. That's,
0: yeah, I mean, that's fascinating. I, I honestly, I didn't catch any of that. Um, and specifically talking about when she, right when she gets home and she's, you know, asking about that. Um, she hears the game going, and she's laughing about it, and she's laughing at him mm-hmm. because she knows that he's playing the game and not writing. Which, and I didn't, I didn't get that there was uh, kind of a, a negative overtone to that. I just thought it was, oh, look at, look at this guy. This is my man. This is what he does. See, that, he's goofing around again instead of working. That's what
1: I got at first as well. But then the more that mm-hmm. they interact before they go to bed, and even after when she gets back up, I have this feeling that you know, it's not, uh, it's not, they're not a hundred percent. They're, they're, they're trying, but it's just, just something there that I don't know. There's a disconnect again. That that's just how I took it. Yeah. I don't where, where do you fall on
0: this? Uh, Ash?
2: I don't know. I, I didn't really think there was a disconnect between the two of them, but I think they just had rough crappy days and, both were just settling down to hang out together. I don't know. That was what I got out of it, but
0: yeah that that's 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 where I would fall too. Yeah, but I, but it's it's that's interesting.
2: I mean, Mark's now is plausible. Also, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying you know he's wrong. It's just not what I got out of.
0: It. Right. I, now that's interesting because how does how you're looking at the film, Mark? How does that kind of affect the decisions that are made later on, or or does it have? or does it not?
1: Um I don't think it does too too much. Um because okay. he still does the whole, you know, I'm going to protect you role until he gets really hurt then she takes over. Um mm-hmm. I think them being in a living relationship or in a troubled relationship, I think he would have acted the same way. Um because again, I the way I the way I see it is that, you know, and this could be completely all in my head, but I see that he's trying to make everything right. Um, and he he's maybe compensating a little too much for it, you know. Where he, huh. you know, he wants to go outside, you know, goes running after the car. Would you actually would if somebody's in your car with the lights on? Are you gonna go run after it? Mm-hmm. No. So I think he's trying to make up at the same time. But again, maybe I'm overanalyzing it.
0: Now, see, now that's where okay. That's that's an excellent point, but. If that was a one-off, I could see where that – I could see your point more, I guess. My problem is – and one of my major issues with the mm-hmm. film is the decision-making that's done. The fact that he runs to the car when the lights – I mean, this fucker could just rot, run him yeah. over. Why do that? The fact that he decides that he's going to go downstairs when there's been no evidence that they're alone. What would make him just go downstairs without a weapon mm-hmm. – to quote unquote, see what's going on. Like it's, and then her running around upstairs, making all this fucking noise in the attic. It's like there's just no I feel like there's no good decision that is made. Uh, that's not that's not right either. There's, I wish they would have taken thirty seconds, sixty seconds, to think about something, to kind of digest what's happening to them, and then make a decision. Based on the reality that's happening around them. When in where what I saw happening was them just being frantic the entire time, which is that's how someone's going to respond. It, it might be, but I'm not watching. I'm watching a film like it, it needs to be. Uh, I don't know. Just I want something that's more grounded, I oh, guess, in uh, some I'll point. Honest,
1: if uh, if if I have a house that's way too big for me, <laughs> like, like the, the house was fucking huge, huge house. Um, I would totally be on adrenaline and not thinking clearly. And, you know, uh, my, their reactions, I can totally see myself doing the same thing, except yep. I would survive because. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what I've, would I've, why would you run downstairs without a weapon and and with time. thinking that, the time. that there's people there? You do that all the wait, <laughs> well, Hold on. This happens to you often.
2: I will hear noises downstairs, and I'll just say, Wait here, and I'll run downstairs. And I figure the sight of me running down the stairs naked, you know, and throwing <laughs> on a light will scare the crap out of people enough that they'll either stand there in stunned silence or just flee in absolute terror.
0: Right. But these are, you have to assume, the same people that just stole your car and now they are back in your home. Well, uh, clearly and- they are, something is fucked up here more than just. Uh, somebody who's trying to, I don't know,
2: take well, something. Yeah, they, see that I would have uh, yeah, that that situation I would have done something a little different, but I I don't know.
1: I'll, I'll tell you right yeah. now, boys, you don't need a weapon when you're born with a club, you know what I'm saying? High five. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. Uh, I'd be more pissed oh.
1: off. I'm like, hey, who's playing the shitty European new metal downstairs? <laughs> 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 oh,
0: man. But but the other part is is just the fact that well one it's it's the the absolute creakiest old house I've ever seen in my life. You can't make a, mo- a move in that house without something creaking. But at well, the same time, you, wouldn't they you are, you they, are in,
2: they are in Romania? Try? I mean, they, they they think about it. I mean, really, <laughs> Dude, I don't. That went over most, my head. I don't know. If I'm not smart most, enough to get that. Where there where where it takes place of what Bucharest.
1: Uh, yeah, in yeah, Romania. yeah.
2: It takes place in Bucharest. Bucharest was mainly built by old Soviet bloc. Oh, well, it was rebuilt by old Soviet bloc. So you know, shoddy build qualities. Yeah, you're yeah. Most of it is yeah. probably not very good quality. Of-
0: yeah, no. I, I and and that's great. I understand the house being creaky. It was. It looked old as hell. It looked awesome. It, like I would love really to oh, be yeah. there.
2: I love their house,
0: but yeah, but. If you know that, like, tr- maybe not try to take such lu- like loud steps. <laughs> try to do something yeah. to oh, keep yourself. Hidden he was from was an
2: idiot through the whole thing. Yeah, that was the whole thing I thought was hilarious. She was like whispering and moving kind of casually. You know, she was going stealthily, slowly, trying to hide her movements, and the the husband slash boyfriend was just like, "Fuck it, where are you?" <laughs> He's just running around the house making as much noise as possible. I'm like, you dead, boy, you dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the same time, she goes up in the attic and just runs around like there's nobody below her.
2: Well, yeah, but... And that's
0: what draws the other the guy up to the attic, because she's so fucking loud.
2: Well, that's the thing is, I think there already was a guy in the attic. I think he yes. was already up there. I- he just
1: heard her. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was already a guy there. I- I'm- at least I-, I would assume so, because you don't hear him crawl into the attic, I think it was there to begin with. Yeah. But you know what, though? I'll be honest. If I'm in a situation where I'm being home invaded, um, which is now a verb, um, (laughs) I would try to make (laughs) the least amount of noise as possible. But even just my breathing would probably sound magnified because I'm so hopped on adrenaline and whatnot that any little sound I make (laughs) is probably amplified to the 10th degree, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That was –
0: Lucas was breathing so heavy when they were running through the woods. I was like, how the fuck is she going to survive with this dead weight attached to her who's breathing louder than fucking, I don't know
1: what. He was a a total scrub. She don't want no scrub.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I really liked going back toward the beginning again. Uh, when we meet Clementine and she's driving home and she drives right past the, like, the murder scene on her Mm -hmm. way home. I really like that. It's just a really quick and easy way to establish how close she was to the first
1: murder. I love that. At the same time, like, the the movie doesn't really tell you where they are. So you, like, honestly, the first time I watch it, I'm like, oh, so this killer is going, you know, Countryside to countryside, so I did not know at first up until she drove by that they were in the same town. I just didn't oh didn't yeah know. exactly um uh, right you know, she's uh you know she's French and they're in Romania um and I guess it's only the you know pretty much next scene you realize that you know she's teaching well she's teaching French, but then see this is the thing with this movie i'm I'm watching the film, don't need subtitles. But then I'm like, that's not French. <laughs> I'm like, am I losing my Frenchness? I'm like, oh no, that's Romanian or whatever. I'm not sure exactly oh. which language. I guess these, sp- I don't know what they speak in Romanian or in Romania. Is it Romanian? No I have no clue.
0: I'm an ignorant American. Don't ask me questions yeah. like that. <laughs> okay,
1: all right. Um, so yeah, so I'm thinking like, okay, it, so they're not in France then. So yeah, um, it, it just you needed that that establishing shot of her driving past it to show that they're still in this small, uh, you know, small radius of uh, right. Film, you know,
0: yeah, and I think that's just such so well done there. Um, I I feel like the film may have benefited more if it just took maybe. At not even five minutes to kind of establish the house more, because it was so gigantic, and there was this significant half of it or something that was under construction. I wish we would have just seen a little bit more of it as we were kind of learning these characters, just so I wasn't so taken out of it when she goes in the attic and then like appears in this construction area. I I don't know, like I didn't understand how it was connected to the house if it was connected. It was just kind of. A little bit confusing that, it, and it just took me out of it a the little bit. I, I wish we would have learned the way
1: more. I saw it is that that was one huge fucking attic. I, I thought that was all attic. Um, and maybe they're they're building yeah. in the attic. I don't know because all that plastic, which remind me a lot of high tension. Um, yeah, to me, I thought that was she was like, that was all attic because the house is so freaking huge. The way I saw it, like the guy was writing, I think, in like in a greenhouse. I think this used to be like an old greenhouse or an old, uh, um, uh, like a, not a tree farm. Well, I guess a tree farm, but it, it, an old landscaping. Um, farm.
0: right. That's what I would have loved to you have know? Because, yeah, yeah. The I, house did still exactly.
1: huge. Um, mm-hmm. and at points you're like, well, we're exactly in relation to like this, uh, the living room or the kitchen or is she upstairs? You know? So yeah, it could have been a little nice, especially since the move was so short. You no, know, the movie was only an right, 15 exactly. minutes long, so they, they yeah. could have spent an extra minute just of establishing shots and know exactly where they are, since half the film is in mm-hmm. the darkness to begin with. Right. Yeah.
0: I love the fact that the – I like the fact that they took a minute in between the fact that the car was stolen and then them coming back, because their car was just stolen. man. Fuck this night! How does it get any fucking worse than this? Let's—I'm calling the police, and they're not doing anything. Like, what the fuck? And then, so we get to see that, and then, boom, (laughs) their night gets worse. And I I love that because it just—it piles on to the main character, and I think that is it. They kind of uh, set that up really nicely.
1: Yeah, since all this happens around three forty-five in the morning, it's like Mm -hmm. you know I haven't slept. I'm not sure if this is as early right. the next day. I have to get up the next morning. You know,
0: I think it was Friday. Was it Friday, because the sure. person
1: said, "Have a good weekend." Ah, yeah. oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay, but uh, yeah, like what a shitty way to start your weekend. Yeah, <laughs> at least we have a weekend; they don't anymore, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <Yeah. laughs> oh, Angling problems.
0: Mm-hmm. The um, there's that shot where there she's in her room, which, frankly the the lock on their door <laughs> to their bedroom was proving to be mightily effective <laughs> i was wondering why they didn't just stay there um but then another half of me says well it's just a wooden door if somebody really wanted to get in through a wooden door you can get in through a wooden door but Regardless, it was doing quite a good job. But anyway, she looks out through the hole because they kind of – they ripped the doorknob yeah. knob off. And the fucking screwdriver coming through the door. Wow. Oh, cool. That really got me.
1: Yeah. That reminds me of uh, the film Zombie. You know, when the girl is, uh, is in the bedroom yeah. and uh, there's a splinter in the door, like a huge splinter. And the zombie mm-hmm. grabs her head and pushes her head towards the, uh, the splinter door until it pops her eye. <laughs> how cool zombie is a film i wish i liked
0: more i just for whatever reason i don't love no, that movie. yeah
1: me too i like i don't love but, yeah you know but. some people love it i i just exactly yeah but uh yeah
0: so can someone tell me what exactly happened to lucas because i like i didn't quite get it. i know they it looked like the door sh- like they, they shut the door on him
2: they they had smashed the door window glass and yeah. slammed it on his back and a piece of the glass embedded in his back or his leg
1: it's like, yeah.
2: So there was this giant okay. chunk of that's glass what I thought. It.
0: Yeah. It was just, I don't know, it was strange to me how it happened,
1: I guess. Not too cl- it's not too clear, but it's like they, they slammed the door shut so hard that the glass broke and the pain went yeah. through the back of his leg.
0: hmm Yeah, so I wasn't sure if it was that or if he got stabbed, but I, I like I wrote down, it has to be glass, right? So, yeah.
1: Now, question. Yeah. Let's say he didn't get hurt there, because she was mm-hmm. not yet hurt at the time, so he- Right. Isn't injured until that happens. Do you think the kids would have killed them at the end if he wasn't hurt because they just wanted to play, right? So, do you think that the kids intent was to terrorize but not kill or do you think they wanted they wanted this couple to die?
0: No, that they, they wanted the couple to die. Yeah. I don't know. I you think don't think so. Did.
2: I think I think they wanted to kill him right from the start.
0: Yeah, they. I think they've already established that this group is a murderous group because they – we don't know what to do with the mom, but we have to – I'd imagine they killed her. And they show us killing the, the, the daughter in the beginning of the film. So that leads me to believe that this is a murderous group but of people. Again,
1: like with the mom, let's say they didn't kill her because we, it, it's off camera. We're assuming she's dead. Um, but let's yeah. say that she wasn't dead. Would they have killed the daughter? I don't know. It's like I think they're, they're, they want to – These kids don't have supervision. They want to, they want to play, you know, they they want playmates, but I think they just want to, in a, in a fucked up way, they just kind of want to torture. I don't think they wanted to kill. Actually, that's not true because then that kid later on in the film with the ladder. Yeah. I I kind of pinned myself in the corner there. Yeah. I disregard that.
0: Yeah. I, 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 yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to talk about, but I, would definitely fall on the side of I th- they were murderous.
1: Yeah, maybe they were I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Those Europeans, yeah.
0: Exactly. They're murderous people. not they all murder? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Um one of the shots in the attic I really loved in the attic I really loved was when he uh one of the bad guys came up behind her and she's walking backwards and he's standing behind the plastic. So again we can't see his yeah. face, as Ash pointed out. Um but that shot was a really cool shot. And then, surprisingly, she makes really quick fucking work of this guy. It's like two seconds later, his ass is on the ground from the attic. I was quite shocked.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's funny how they can dispatch some kids no problem and others, you know, um, right. they survive. But again, I, you know, I think they weren't expecting them to fight back. So, and they're just mm-hmm. cut off guard, and that's how they, that's why they die. Because I don't think these yeah. guys, like these guys have done this before. Like they knew how to get into this house no problem, you know? Right. Um, I think they're just kept off guard, I, I, you know, to a point where I think they get bored with what they're actually doing, and they let up their guard, and then and then they die. Like, can you imagine how home invasions can get boring to you because you do it so often? <laughs> no, <Nope>. but. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> <laughs> I couldn't but I, I think in this oh, case, they, they become kind of lazy with their home invading, that they they, they kind of slip up over mental lapses. Hmm. And again, maybe not. Maybe I'm really the shit. They- I've had one corona where- so far tonight and I'm crazy. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, just- <laughs> I'm just trying to think of of a
0: time where they slip up. I guess maybe when the one person gets killed by Lucas in front of the car. But otherwise, oh, do they fuck oh, up? I mean, and the guy getting thrown off the attic is
1: that? And then, I'm not sure if it's the same guy, but the kid with the with the plastic is that the guy that gets thrown over the uh, out of the attic? Oh, yes, he, he was not expecting get thrown out. Like he, right? You're going, you're going up there in the attic. You know that she, or you're in the attic. You know that she's coming up. There's no way that you're gonna let yourself get thrown over. Like he, he, he messed. But up. how do you? How do you know she's coming up if you're in the attic? Well, you can hear because she's going up the steps and the house is so creaky. You can hear, you know, you can hear, uh, you can hear a mouse fart in the kitchen,
0: you know, <laughs>
1: like, uh, you, you know, you walk around and you hear things. And this kid knows that she's coming up and he's playing around with her, playing hide and seek. And then, you know, he underestimates her and then there he goes. He can't fly. Yeah. I wonder if his name is Bobby. <laughs> can you fly, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible cover. Right God.
0: Oh, um, one thing I loved about the, the way that they used this house, because it's quite a unique house. Um, and the fact that she locks them inside the house, I loved that. Oh, they're yeah. trying to escape out the front door and she's like, Oh, cool. Like grabs the key real quick and then locks them in as she runs out the front door. I mean, like, I, that's not something I, I, I have ever, I mean, I know it exists on older homes, but like. That's not something I've really ever encountered. Is having to lock actually you yourself can, out or you from even, the inside.
2: Yeah, you don't even have to. You can do that on newer homes actually. Uh, instead of getting a deadbolt, um, you can get yeah. one that has dual locks on the inside and right side. So
0: yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, but I feel like it's more typical to something you know, yeah, kind of that deadbolt, home.
2: Yeah, but yeah, that was I cool. liked that. I was like, you know, she was using her brains there. I loved it. Yeah, it's just right. Like, out, Outfoxing them on the way mm-hmm. I, I was absolutely cheering for them
0: Right um, I, Like I was talking about earlier Kind of when Clem and, and this heavy breathing Lucas <laughs> yeah. are running um, I just I didn't see Any way for them to escape uh, One the bad guys weren't that far behind them Two they had flashlights and three They didn't weren't carrying dead weight with them um, I love when Clementine Got out on her own because I felt like she could actually escape where it didn't seconds earlier. But what did you think about the fact that they split up? Would In that situation, do you think that's something you would have done or no?
1: I wouldn't have. Except
2: I think he planned it that way. Like, I don't think he thought he was going to get over the fence. And so he made sure that she went over and then was like, you know, go. I can't make it. Uh, In that instance, I think I would have done the same thing. I'd be like, go. You know, I'm i, I mm-hmm. am slowing you down at least this way you can get help and hopefully I can hide
1: I'd be like more no if I'm going to die I'm going to take you down with me don't separate <laughs> no, you're not going to do it <laughs> not on my watch like, never stop your girlfriend your doesn't listen to the
2: podcast does she
1: <laughs> <laughs> more about me every day um, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like fuck that shit we're going down together you know uh. You're not going to Titanic me. Uh, there's room for me and you right. on the door. <laughs> 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 oh, man.
0: Yeah, I felt like I don't. I felt like I understood why that decision was made, but the filmmakers didn't let that decision kind of work at all. Um, like, maybe if she would have been running for even like 30 seconds without them being right behind yeah. her, it would have felt like that was a better decision. Um, but. Second after he goes in the woods, and then all of a sudden they're right behind her again with the flashlight. And it's like, what, what the fuck? Like, how did they get over that fence so quickly? One. And I'm like, man, like, what a shit moment for her.
2: Oh, I don't think they did. Yeah. Oh, no. I think there were more There were more kids. Like, toward, oh. toward the end of the movie, there's like, what, four kids? Four, yeah. And they only killed one of them, and there were mm-hmm. two chasing them and through the woods. That still right. leaves you a couple to find there.
1: Well, Were there yeah. more than four kids though? Because like two died in the house, right?
2: I thought only one no, died in the was house. Was it just a kid that flew right. that
1: uh, that died? That didn't fly. In oh, fact, goodness, yeah. Huh. Um, and he believed he the fly. And then you got, <laughs> got the uh, then you got the kid that gets stabbed in the neck with a you know he had that bag over that girl's head.
0: Uh, oh was right, killed yeah. By the guy. Yep. So that'd be six total. Did did. Oh,
2: and then one out
0: that Lucas kills in front of the car. So that'd be seven. seven. Four survived. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of extra people to be running around in the woods.
0: Right. Because only one person was dead at that point. So, yeah, you're right. So Hmm. Not not
2: necessarily that they they got ahead of her. They were already there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, They were already there. Now, would you call Hmm. them um, a gang or a clique?
2: I'd almost, I don't. think because uh, they murder, it's a, a gang. gang. I I think a gang or like a little like a little mini murder cult. Yeah. <laughs> when I think click, I think
0: of like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. I think of
2: yeah, and they didn't do the Degeneration X like you know arm no. cross at all, so that's definitely true. not with
1: yeah. them, right? And then again, click to me, I think of Ken So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the click is the uh, Canadian version of uh, spam.
0: Oh, oh, so you have to like let us know these references before no, you throw oh, them out that's there. Oh, the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. So at the end here, um, what a strange ah, – I don't know. It's just strange. Um, so I don't know. What did you – I don't know what to really say I guess at this point. What did you guys think of the end? Did this work for you? This tunnel, they did. They have this tunnel chase sequence. Basically, did that? Did it work for you? Did you like it? Oh, did you I enjoy yourself?
1: Fantastic. Uh, now, did I enjoy it? I no, was. I thought it was depressing. But that's the whole point. It's yeah, like, I, it's, it's very.
2: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic, and, and I was like, she, I knew as soon as like we saw the blurry end of the light tunnel thing that she was going through, that it wasn't going to end well for her. I'm like, there, right. there's going to be somebody at the end. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's gonna happen in bars, and I was like, "Fuck!" And, and then the <laughs>
1: fact that you know uh, uh, you're seeing traffic go by, you have her arm like reaching out, and then pull mm-hmm. into the darkness. Oh, that was fantastic!
0: It got bright outside very quickly. Well, I didn't think,
1: from well, pitch it, black, it,
0: she's, they've been
2: out for yeah. hours,
1: I and think. and plus, you know, the, the, the ordeal started at three forty-five when he got out of bed. So you slap, you know, an hour real life, maybe three hours movie time. So to me, it made sense is that they died rush- right before like morning rush hour. That's why there's so many cars on the road. Yeah.
2: Yep. That makes sense to me. I-, I was actually more mad that she didn't bash the kid's head in with the rock. Yes. Uh, like she missed. And it's just like, yeah, and she stopped and ran. I'm like, no, you fucking no like, like- Bash <laughs> his fucking head in.
1: <laughs> and-, and let's be honest. <laughs>
2: like you-, you get the chance. You bash it exactly. in.
1: Exactly. I would not hesitate. Not hesitating. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, at that point. What was your
0: initial reaction when you found out it was kids? Uh, it's.
2: Like, oh, it, I, I, was, it's like, I was like, this is fucked up.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like a gut punch. Totally. Yeah? Totally a gut punch. I'm like, yeah. well, they're kids. We're your parents. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 they probably killed uh, them yeah, too. It, it takes the air out of you. Totally.
0: See, I I was I was a little disappointed. Okay. I don't know, and and the, and the problem is, it's not that it was bad that 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 choice was bad or anything like that. It's just I don't know. It just. There was this feeling of disappointment that I couldn't, like, shake off, I guess, as I was watching it, Uh, this final tunnel chase sequence, which, first off, I was annoyed because fucking Lucas is being as loud as possible walking through these fucking tunnels again because people just can't be quiet. They can't appreciate the art of sneaking around in a movie where you're supposed to be sneaking the fuck around. He
2: rolled a one on his sneak check. I mean, come on. Give the guy a break.
0: He rolled a what?
2: A one on oh. a sneak check. He failed his roll. <laughs> oh man! <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah, and then the fact that she couldn't kill the kid, and it's like, can can these two people not take over this little ten-year-old kid that's chasing her? Really, she oh, can't, because at that point, when they're coming up to the bars, there's like that one little boy, and she can't do anything about I that. Kick him right in the face. Well,
2: I didn't think it was just the one little boy at that point. I thought it was like he'd got his buddies at that point and she was just trying to get out and I don't. I don't know
0: because I thought most of them were dealing with Lucas. I don't know. So it was just strange. So I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to give my final thoughts. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Should we move on to our final thoughts?
1: Um, I, I just I think you know once you find out they, they're kids, yeah. And then the final text of the of the movie mm-hmm. that explains what happens where the bodies were discovered five days later, right? Dark, yeah. You know, and then just you know the, the final line, you know, where it says you know inv- they spoke to the youngest of the group and all he said was you know we wanted to play with them. It's like, ugh. yeah, they wouldn't so, play with us. That's so there's like a, there's an evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that that was like you end on a makes you feel cold at the end.
0: Hmm. Well, so I'm glad. I, 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 I'm glad yeah. it gave you such a strong reaction.
1: Oh, it did not give you a strong reaction.
0: As <laughs> we'll find not, out, right not not as much. No.
1: no?
0: Okay. No. I don't know. It, it hit. So. It hits all of the notes I like to see when it comes to home invasion film. Our, our heroes are kept to one location for the majority of the film. We spend time getting to know them a bit. And the bad guys are mysterious enough to stay interesting throughout the runtime. Um the, But the finale, though, this is where the thing started to, to disappoint me a little bit. And it's not that it's bad. It's just underwhelming for some reason. I wanted to find out more or at least maybe see the final moments of our heroes' lives that we spent this time with. Instead of just seeing them disappear. I mean, what happens next? Can't and like I mentioned, can these adults not overtake these kids? I think if they if they showed a bit more, I might be able to kind of accept and or appreciate this ending more. Um there are, are definitely some things that bug me about them, uh, like the fact that no one walks around this creaky old house with respect to the fact that they are trying to keep other people from finding them, and the couple comes off as dull once the shit hits the fan. Um They don't take even a second to think about a, a way out. Instead, they send the husband down to check on things with no weapon when there's been nothing to suggest that they're alone in the home, and then uh, the wife starts clunking around in the attic looking for who the hell knows what. I just wish they would have taken a minute, a second even, to come up with something significant that might have actually helped them. Um, I think I was spoiled with Hush, which is a home invasion film that we've all talked about on the podcast because all three of us have watched it. Um, And that was the last home invasion film I've watched because in Hush, she takes a ton of time to kind of figure out a way out of her situation, which is respectable. It's it's she thinks, um, which I appreciate. I mean, I still liked what them presented, but I just can't shake that feeling of disappointment, that feeling that it left me a little underwhelmed, which is – it's unfortunate. So, I'm giving them two and a half out of four stars. So, what about you, Ash? What were your final thoughts on them and your star rating?
2: I didn't like I, – I liked – Know how do I put it? Okay, I liked that it it um it felt like an old, little bit like an older film, almost like a seventies horror film. Uh just okay because of the, the 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 graininess to it, uh, and the way they they use the light. Um, it, it yeah, just,
0: even yeah. the shutter stream was was not very crisp. That's for sure.
2: No, it it, it felt like a kind of a throwback film. So I kind of like mm-hmm. that. Um, I liked I liked the lead actress. Um. I liked the way that they built up the, our antagonists throughout. Um, you know, it, it made them plausible. You know, just you don't get to see them. You don't know what the hell they're doing, but you can hear what they're doing. Uh, right.
0: That's a good term. Plausible. Yeah, I like that.
2: Um, and uh, I don't know. I It didn't really bother me while I was watching it uh, about the husband I don't know. I'd probably never watch it again, so I don't know that it'll bother me if I watched watched on a second viewing or not. Um Right. But yeah, it it worked for me. It just mm-hmm. it was an okay film. It wasn't like great. It didn't you know, there was a lot of jump scares, it was a little predictable, um, just because I've seen so many damn horror movies. Yeah. Um, but uh I in overall it was serviceable, I think. Um, so I don't know. I'll give it uh I'll give it a I'll give it a 3 out of 4.
0: Excellent. And how about you, Mark? What are your final thoughts and your star rating on them? Um, I really liked it. Um, I
1: liked the fact that it was short. Because <laughs> yeah. a drawn out No, no, but a drawn out horror film like that mm-hmm. shouldn't be, you shouldn't be looking at your clock at all. And I find with the running time in this one, everything was everything felt organic to me, the way they acted. Um, I could see myself acting a lot like them hmm. um, apart from not getting hurt or killed because I'm awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really liked the film. Um, it was scary without being gory um, without being vulgar um, it, it, to me, you know, it's horror because it's again, it's horrific because it's something that could happen here. But to me, it felt more like a thriller than a horror film. Um yeah, I really liked it. I'd give it a three out of four. I thought, you know, Good. the actors were great. I really loved uh, Olivia in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she, yeah, she's, she's, she was amazing. Um, and just the fact that, you know, it's kids doing this. It's, it's also heartbreaking at the same time. Again, very plausible. It, it, you know, these kids could be, uh, you know, with families that are low income and they're never around. So they're left their own devices and. You know, like, it's it's a very plausible film. Very plausible. And that's what's scary about it. Lock your doors at night.
0: <laughs> More words of wisdom from the Cinefessions podcast. Yeah. Excellent. And so, knowing
1: is half the battle.
0: Right. <laughs> all right. Very good. So, that is our review of them. So, next week um, at this spot in the podcast, we will be talking about Inside from 2007. So, All right. So, let's move on to round seven. Of the besting the backlog challenge.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, Week in media. I uh, I forgot oh, yeah. one thing. I watched. Okay. Uh, they added the Halloween episode for Scream season two to Netflix. So okay. I to watch that. Um, it's tied into the second season, but not. It's kind of its own little standalone thing. Um oh it's weird. like a it's like a, basically it's like a mini movie cuz it's like 80 minutes long without commercials so oh wow very cool yeah. um the idea is you know the the survivors of season 2 uh end up going to an island uh for halloween to get away from uh the town uh because okay. if something happened i won't i won't spoil that because that's mm-hmm. satisfying um, <laughs> but, uh, so they, they go on this getaway because, um, uh, what's his face? The geek, the movie geek. Um, if you paid me, Randy. Is it Randy? No, well, Randy's that's in the from original movie. That's <laughs> the movie. That's a movie. Um, well, anyway, the movie geek has been, has been writing like a scream graphic novel with, uh, one of the artists, uh, and uh that's kind of a spoiler but anyway uh because then you know who lives um but uh sorry (laughs) it won't matter anyway uh it won't matter anyway but he's he he's having problems coming up with what to do next so they decide that they're gonna go out and and uh get inspiration from this legend they heard about this this woman who murdered her whole family and blah 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 and he thinks it's a bunch of bullshit so they they get out there And, of course, people start turning up dead and blah, blah, blah. And it's actually, it's kind of interesting if... I mean, and it works much better than the TV show regular proper because it feels, it feels more like a slasher film as it goes because people are dying all over the place and they're, mm. you know, and it's paced much better, which is kind of interesting. It, the Scream series, it's TV series might be better as like a series of short movies, maybe, or instead of a long, drawn out, you know, season. Um, but, yeah. uh, so I kind of liked it for that, but, um, the, the, the big issue I had with it was, uh, and I was, this was after when I started talking to my wife, none of the survivors, not a single damn one of them learns anything from having survived, not one, but two fucking slashers coming after them. Yeah. Yeah. All the stupid shit that they did in the first and second season, they managed to do all over again on this new island. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we'll just split off. That's a brilliant fucking idea. No, you moron. <laughs> yeah, and they let people be alone in small groups. You'd think that a bunch of survivors of a couple serial killers would know better, especially considering all they have to do is survive the fucking night. Right. No. Yeah, it, it is just, it, there's a lot of stupidity, and it's like there's some good lines, uh, and there's some good moments, but there's just, I'm, I'm just, afterwards, I was like, okay, that was kind of cool, and then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, no, they're morons, what are you doing? But anyway, so, uh, but yeah, so, eh, eh. Was it if you liked, or if you're morbidly curious about Scream season two, it's worth at least watching for that, but don't expect them to suddenly grow brain. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's not not unexpected, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm glad you brought that back in, so that's good. But all right, so now let's move over to round seven of the best in the backlog challenge. So... This is where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. As a reminder for this feature, each one of us takes a look at the other's unwatched pile, be it their home video collection, one of their streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Instant Video, or Vudu, and pick one film that the other hasn't seen yet and challenge them to watch that film before the next podcast where they will then give a quick review of said film. So Ash, you watched 13 Assassins this week. That was your own pick. We each picked for ourselves this week. So, what did you think of 13 Assassins?
2: I liked it. Uh but at the same time it was kind of dull. Um what? Okay, hang on. Let me uh, I I will I will explain. <laughs> Allow okay. me to explain. Um <laughs> But, uh, okay, so the the opening sequence kind of got me right away, because the opening sequence, you've got a guy committing ritual suicide uh, to get people's attention over what he believes to be grievous crimes, uh, being committed by this one rogue lord, Um, and that's what kind of catapults these people into gathering a group of assassins together to go after the lord, but the... The, the boring part for me was them assembling the group of assassins and everything. It, it was a little disjointed and they, I don't know, it just didn't, it didn't flow well for me. Once they get going though, it was perfect. It was like, boom, ready, you know, here we go. Uh, so I liked that part of it. It was just the assembling the, the team of assassins bit was eh. Um, i i i have to admit i am a sucker for japanese period drama there's a couple of uh other samurai movies that i absolutely love and i'm not talking about last samurai with tom cruise that's
1: hollywood <laughs> not
2: not japan um but there there was a couple of them that were really good uh they're they're slow but they were interesting like one of them was about a uh a dirt poor samurai uh, who is trying to find love, and it was that was kind of interesting, you know, from a different standpoint. And then there was another one who'd, uh, like actually turned down his sword for a while and then had to take it up against a friend. Um, and it, it was kind of like they're like period dramas, but and this one was more like a period action piece. It's yeah. just it, 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 they tried to cram too many characters like right at the beginning. And, mm-hmm. and just the way that they assembled the team just didn't work for me, I guess. I, mean, once they got going and I could see them interacting with each other and the characters kind of developing through that, you know, and just their actions out in the field, yeah. that worked for me. Um, I love the, the, the way they set up how to get, you know, how to trap the Lord and everything else. And the last sequence is just <laughs> fucking brutal. Uh, yeah. absolutely love that. It's just, it, it, it was just too disjointed just at the start, and I just I had a hard time kind of following that. But after it got going, it was good. So there's my explanation, you know, why it was a little bored, and then and then it was like, oh okay, this is much better. Um, so
0: what's your uh, what's your star rating on that one out of uh, four?
2: I'm gonna give it a two and a half out of four. Um, If I was just rating the battle sequence at the end, it would be getting like a three and a half out of four. But the mm-hmm. the opening sequence just it's like I was bored out of my mind. Uh, you know, it was just like, yeah, I get it. I get that they have to illustrate this, but they could have found a better way to to do it, I guess.
0: Well, that is fascinating and, um, a very interesting opinion. And I hope Mark gives you something terrible to watch next week. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. I did
1: enjoy it. I
0: I know, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) So, Mark, you watched your third in the trilogy, Trancers 3. So, what was... Uh, how, how'd you like that?
1: Uh, I, I wish it was a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> this was a double trilogy. There's six films. Oh, no. But this time halfway I picked, there. I picked Trancers 3 um, from 1992. <laughs> a Street 2 video full moon entertainment release. Um, <clears throat> so... <laughs> I'm surprised that Helen Hunt is still in this I series. I love that she's still in it. Um, she, oh. man, she remembers her roots. Like, in, by by <laughs> now, Mad About You is no. a thing, and she yeah. still did this. No, it's more of a cameo to okay. end her part. Mm-hmm. Um, does she die? I don't know. You'll have to watch for yourselves. Yeah, um, yeah so in, in this one, uh, he gets thrown back into the future uh, by a... I thought it was an alien, but it's a large, separate <laughs> <laughs> named Shark. Um, oh. Because I guess another disruption in the Force, where now there's transfers In the Force? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much, this is a low-budget... It's a low-budget Terminator 2. Okay. <laughs> Where he goes back <laughs> in the future and the future is the shit. Like in Terminator 2, it's apocalyptic. The transers have taken over. So he gets sent back. So he goes from 1992, thrown back in the future, which is, I think, 20, 2247. And then he's in huh. back in the past in the year 2005, I think, if I remember correctly. Because um, now, um, okay, so in the first transers, it was this psychic that could kind of take over people's minds and they became kind of like zombie people. But now the military have, has taken over, uh, the transfer program and is now militarizing, um, the powers. So they're giving transfer injections to these people to become super soldiers, but It's kind of like a steroid because they get all ragey when you get to level (laughs) ten. So (laughs) fuck. Okay. So yeah, I I know I know. So you go through levels and (laughs) you start off obviously level one where it gets really it's really painful when you get these. It looks like a a wanded taser where he just shoots you in the neck and you get taser injections. Um, of, uh, transfer juice. <laughs> Where is this being produced? What is it? I have no idea. But the main. That just uh,
2: sounds nasty. Transfer juice. It, it's <laughs>
1: weird. But get this. So the main bad guy is Andrew Robinson. He's the guy who was the compassionate Kardashian in, <laughs> in, uh, Deep Space Nine, I think. Oh, jeez. Oh, or did they say Kardashian? Yeah, K- yeah. Kardashian. Yeah. Kardashian. Yeah. Kardashian. Yeah. Kardashian. <laughs> so, I thought it was Kim's father or something. Yeah, I'm like, no, what the hell? So he's he's the, he's the also the guy in Pumpkin Pumpkinhead 2, I think, and in Hellraiser. He's a dad in Hellraiser. Huh. So he is the bad guy. He's a he's the colonel in the army. His name Fuck. His name is Daddy Mother. <laughs> so his first name is Daddy. <laughs> His last name is Mother, so they oh call him God. Daddy Mommy or Mommy Daddy or Daddy or Mommy. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? His name is Daddy Mother? What the fuck? <laughs> Just, oh, wow. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so pretty much, it's it's Tim Thomerson, Jack Death, infiltrating the army base, killing all the transers. Spoiler alert: killing him, and it goes back to the future again. So now he is the sheriff of space and time. So they send him to whatever time zone uh, they need him in to protect a future timeline. It's fucking dumb. It's obviously <laughs> jump the shark since a guy's called shark and he's a robot. Um, uh, now do I recommend this film? Yes and no. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, because this is very nostalgic where I remember I never rented this film as a kid, obviously because we're doing the backlog challenge, Mm -hmm. but this feels like a full moon release from 1992. Like it, it feels like, (laughs) like when full moon was kind of cool and not kind of the joke that they are with all the evil bong movies and whatever. Um, when they were really trying to put some really cool stuff instead of ginger dead man. Um, this is like at their video peak, they're selling copies like crazy to video stores. um, Mm -hmm. So I just like the, the feel of the era of it. Um, it's not a good movie, but it stocked video shelves and that's what video stores wanted. People like me rent right. this kind of stuff. I don't remember how many times I rented Puppet Master 3 and Witchboard 7. So Transers 3 Death Lives is right up my alley. So nostalgia wise, it hits me really hard. Um, as it being a good movie, no, no, yeah. um, if if you like transfers when transfers two you'll be disappointed with transfers three i was um i think it's going to get worse as it goes along people have told me it's going to get worse now I, I i can see the decline um so as for a star rating i would give this a one and a half out of four okay yeah
0: very good it's pretty bad you excited for the fourth Totally.
1: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I already know what I'm doing after this. So yeah, (laughs) good (laughs) times rolling, my friends.
0: All oh, right, so I I decided to watch uh, the Third Man for Noir November, um, and if you're interested in that, just it's hashtag Noir November Noir on Twitter to uh, to learn more about that. But basically, November is Noir month for a lot of people, so I decided I wanted to get in on the action. So I watched the Carol Reed film, The Third Man. So uh, this is one that I bought simply on word of mouth. I heard a bit about it, um, and it was on sale on Amazon one day, I believe. So I grabbed it. The version I watched was the Studio Canal Blu-ray from 2010, just for reference. Um, and by the way, that one is actually only $9.99 on Amazon right now if you're interested in grabbing it, which uh, is a very good price for it. So uh, anyway, the, the third man starts off with a novelist named Holly – traveling to a post-war Vienna because his friend Harry Lyme promised him a job out there. Uh, when he gets here, though, he, founds, uh, he finds out that his friend died in a freak accident either earlier that day or the day before, something along those lines. Um, it turns out that the police believe that uh, Harry may have been up to no good, essentially. Um, and so this sets Holly down the road of talking with Harry's friends. Um, when he starts doing that, he notices that the stories he's hearing about Harry's death, they're, they're inconsistent. And so so he eventually believes that he was murdered. And so he decides to make it his mission to figure out what really happened to his uh, childhood friend. Um, frankly, the story is good, but it isn't the reason to watch The Third Man. Um, this this Carol Reed directed film is really famous for the brilliant cinematography by Robert Krasker. Um, really, it's a masterclass in how to create tension with the camera. Um, the shot selections are beautiful, and there are so many memorable moments in this. It's just ridiculous. Um, if you have any interest at all in the art of cinematography or just enjoy film noir in the least, definitely recommend uh, checking out The Third Man. Um, the story moves a little slower than I may have liked, but I mean, really, that's just irrelevant because the the technical aspects of this movie are are so great. Um, and the other thing I want to mention is that the acting, which is excellent. I haven't spent a ton of time with film noir, but what I've seen, I, I've noticed that it takes strong actors that can really just eat up a scene, and that's exactly what we get here. with With no better example of that than be uh, than uh, Orson Welles, who is just a treat to watch in virtually everything he does. So he's excellent here. It's um, just a just a good looking man, and he just does. He looks so great on film. Uh what a good guy to watch. Um I really liked the, that was that was kind of going somewhere weird for a second there. I was literally talking it. <laughs> I don't know what. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> ah, so I like The Third Man. <laughs> um but more importantly i i see why it's an important film and one that i highly recommend anyone interested in uh learning more about the technical aspects of filmmaking so i'm giving third man three out of four stars i really enjoyed that one so (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) so next week (laughs) um who am i picking for uh Mark, I'm picking for you. Oh, shit. Mark, you're picking for Ash. Ash, and Ash, you're picking for me, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. So, Mark, have you watched... Okay. What the hell was I thinking about? Here we go. <sighs> have you watched... Okay, I thought something
1: fucked up again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay.
0: I was trying to find something, but have you watched Pro Wrestlers vs Zombies? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh well. Uh, Today's your lucky day because I didn't think of anything quicker, and that's the first one that came up earlier. So well,
1: you know, uh, at least uh, uh, silver lining to this, it's a Roddy Piper film. So yes, I be, right? Yeah, I I own I it, so that. why did I buy it if I didn't want to see it?
0: Exactly. I actually own this one as well. <laughs> okay. Um, I got it in – I was subscribed to one of the wrestling – it was like, like the horror pack, but for wrestling. Okay. Um, I got it free. Well, not free. I paid for the box, but oh, sure it came in one me? of those. Yeah. So, so I've not watching, heard good things about it, but I didn't – uh, Are
1: you watching this in Classy or Trashy Lady 2?
0: Is there a Trashy Lady
1: 2? Oh, probably, but I don't want it. I was just no. pulling, your, pulling your chain.
0: Well, you don't do that shit. You got me excited.
1: Sorry. I was about to go
0: make a purchase. I'm like, wait, what?
1: That was my left hand, too.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Mark, what is Ash watching?
1: Well, I'm not going to be as sadistic as you are. Um, I apologize. And since I saw Henry Rollins recently in Toronto, I would like Ash to watch He Never Died.
0: I've never even heard of that.
1: It is fantastic. It's on Netflix. It's, oh, you
0: talked about this one. Yes. I can remember
1: that. Yeah. This one I spoke about. Yeah, I don't yep. think I spoiled it when I uh, spoke about it. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, this one Actually, is, that's
2: why I added it to my my watch list, I think, was uh, yeah. you were talking about it.
1: Yeah, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I really enjoyed it.
2: All right, Ash. What do I get to watch this week? You're watching Flatliners. <laughs> All right. Because, <laughs> you know, Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon- Oliver Platt in Mm. one fucking movie and you haven't seen it? What is wrong with you?
0: (laughs) Way too much to talk about on this podcast. But. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Holy. Okay, I'm just, I was, excuse me, I was going through Mark's list to see if I could find something better for him. Uh And uh, I came across. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just came across a couple entries entitled...
1: (laughs) Pillow Fight League. Yes.
2: <laughs> what
0: pillow the hell is fight that? League.
1: Fight Like a Girl. Um, There's two of them. Yes, I own two of them. Um, <laughs> my first convention in Toronto in 2005, there is a well, – I guess there was at the time. It's called the PFL. I had t-shirts. I was so into this. Because oh, it was so my weird. God. And it was girls in bars, <laughs> pillow fighting. Rene wow. Renee Renee Young. What? Dude, in Pillow Fight League. Yes. What? I think I have a Yes, it's, so it's not a movie, but it's a it's girls pillow fighting in a bar where in alcohol. Um now have I watched them? I think I watched like 10 minutes of one and got bored. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that them, So if you picked them I'd watch them. But That's yeah, uh, Pillow Fight League is <laughs> I bought it because how can you not?
0: Yeah, exactly. girls
1: in a booth. You know, right, it's like it's Lord not wrestling. Lord. It's pill So they are wailing each other with pillows. <laughs> fuck? I don't know how you win. I, I don't think I popped one into a DVD player in over a decade. But like all, <laughs> you know, I think I, I bought it. I came home. I watched ten minutes. I turned it off and I moved on with my life. Right. Wow. Good times. I tell you, I have a cornucopia of movies. Yes, you my do. I am Have you watched Martyrs? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen The Martian? The Martian? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I want to rewatch Martyrs because I've only seen it the one time and I kind of want to watch it again, then watch the US remake of it.
0: Me too. I didn't like it the first time I watched it and everyone's obsessed with it. So I really want to watch it again.
1: I'll be honest. I remember the special effects over the story. I I don't recall what the story is. I just remember the special effects were awesome. Right, um, but again, I haven't watched it uh, since uh, it came out. So mm-hmm. I think I've it on Blu-ray, So I think I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, I, I know they don't have that. it released in the states on Blu-ray, so I have to import it. I need to do really? that. Yeah.
1: Oh well, let me know. I'll send. Has- yeah.
0: All right. Well, you're stuck with uh Wrestler vs Zombies. You have so many options here, but I d- I don't know what you've seen, and so it's all good. have you watched Keanu? I have. Okay.
1: I have. It's okay. It's good. Just some funny moments. I thought I'd be ball busting funny the whole time. Maybe I've just seen too many comedies where it doesn't make me laugh as much anymore. Yeah. But then Popstar, I liked. But okay. I, did I didn't love, you know?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Very good. So just to recap, Mark is watching Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Ash is watching He Never Died. And I am watching Flatliners. And it's very clear who drew the short straw this week. I think we're all winners. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's wrap this shit up. That's going to be that for this week. The next episode, which again is going to release Friday, December 2nd, because of that Thanksgiving next week, which I wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving if you're celebrating next week. And that one is going to feature a review of 2007's Inside. So make sure you get your hands on that one so you can follow along with the podcast. As always, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Google Play, or wherever else it is that you might be listening. Positive reviews help us get more listeners, so we really appreciate you taking the time to leave us a review. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to Ash for joining me this week. We had some technical snafus, but we pulled through, damn it. And here we are at the end. Yes, we so thank are you.
1: at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to say to everybody, like uh, we learned in the film, um, happy Thanksgiving, and avi <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means.
1: That's bi in Bulgarian. Oh. As they walked out Did you guys watch movies? Or do you in the background? She goes, I have notes. She said four fucking times. She goes, I did it.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. You're I'm right. logging
1: out. I'm logging out.
0: As, you're absolutely right. As the kids are walking out of the classroom, I was actually laughing about that when it happened. I, I, I apologize
1: that, that I it missed it. I'm going to down phonetically in my book. Just so I can see it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dedication. Oh my God! Are you are you uh, ready for this? I'm about to I'm about to sign off and I'm about to throw in our new our new slogan. All right, okay. I'm gonna do it and we're just gonna walk away because it's gonna be that good. All right, I want to thank everyone for listening to the 70th episode of the Cinefashions Podcast. And remember, in film we trust. We'll catch you next time.
1: cities some that rival some of the largest in the US but there are many rural towns and some of them are really really small the people in these towns don't have access to all the services that us you uh, that us folk may have taken for granted i want to start right over i want to start okay. over okay <laughs> yeah go for I it fucked that up. Okay. What a night. Oh, boy. It's all good. It's all good.
2: You gotta save that one for the blooper at the end. (laughs) Save (laughs) that for the Christmas party. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. (laughs)